On first down, they hand off to Marlon Mack, huge hole, 50-yard line. He's at the 40, still going near sideline. He's at the 10, he's at the 5, and he will score! Touchdown, Marlon Mack! Touchdown, I-N-D-Y! And again, it's picked up! It's Darius Leonard! Leonard with a second INT! And he's streaking down the near sideline! He's at the 40! He's at the 30! He's at the 20! He's gonna go! A pick six for the Maniac! Horseshoe is back, baby! The horseshoe is back! What is going on, Colts Nation? Welcome back to another episode of the Bring the Juice Colts podcast. Well, the Indianapolis Colts right now sit at 2-1. and one. Uh, One game behind the Tennessee Titans for the division lead. The Colts are coming off two strong performances, um, two dominating performances against the Minnesota Vikings and the New York Jets. Now, the Indianapolis Colts traveled to Soldier Field on Sunday to play the Chicago Bears, the 3-0 Chicago Bears, I'll add. And so, in order to kind of talk about this game, I thought I'd bring on another podcaster. This podcaster covers the Bears uh, Nicholas from the Chicago Audible. Nicholas, thanks for coming on, man. How are you doing? Doing well. Thank you for having me. Ready to talk Bears Colts. It's uh, you know, it's gonna be a good matchup. Yeah, for sure, man. For sure. Well, I'm curious about you before we dive into this game and talk about all the different ways that the Colts can attack this Bears team. I thought that it would be great to kind of get your thoughts on the Bears team so far. I mean, through three games, they're three and zero, but a lot of you know, games that are coming down to the wire, a lot of comebacks the Bears have had to make in the first three weeks of the season. I know they're 3-0, and and similar to the Colts last year to start the year, a lot of these games are very, very close. And I know last year, especially in that week one game against the Chargers that went to overtime, my heart man couldn't hardly handle it. I mean, the Colts kind of were playing with my emotions a lot last year. So I'm curious on your thoughts so far from the Bears, kind of some crazy performances, but nonetheless 3-0. and you know, honestly, Cody, this is the strangest, one of the strangest seasons, especially for, for Bears fans. Yes, they are undefeated 3-0, and but you mentioned it, having to come back or just holding on to a game against like the Giants right, and having these fourth quarter explosion for scoring-wise, it's been weird to see. And as Bears fans, I think they're thinking, is this team for real? It is a 3-0 team, but is this an actual you know, undefeated 3-0 team. So I think that's kind of the speculation right now. I think week four's matchup against the Indianapolis Colts will really prove whether or not this Bears team is actually for real. Awesome, dude. Awesome. Well, cool. Well, I thought we could dive right into it and talk about this Colts offense. Let's talk about this Colts offense for a minute uh, and how they can attack this Bears defense. And we'll start with the passing attack. The Colts right now sit at number 10 in terms of passing the football for passing yards. They haven't been great in the passing touchdown department, but they've done a really good job overall of being efficient. Um, Phillip Rivers in that first game threw over 350 yards. He's been a lot. He hasn't attempted as many passes the last couple games, but he still had over 200-yard games. So I'm curious for you, Nicholas, how do you feel like this Colts passing attack, these wide receivers, these tight ends, how do you think they can attack this Chicago secondary? Yeah, so really, I think that right now, if you're looking at this Bears defense, is the strength of this unit. And last week, uh, just against the Falcons, the pass rush did, you know, escalate and get a little bit better. But really, this secondary has been pretty locked down, and that includes rookie cornerback Jalen Johnson. And obviously, you have Eddie Jackson and newcomer Tashawn Gibson in his first year in this Bears defense. But 
they have been playing really well, not allowing any really big plays. There were a couple to Calvin Ridley last week, but come that second half, the Bears really just, again, played their defense and were able to hunker down and really keep Atlanta from scoring at all in the fourth quarter. But I think the main thing to attack this Bears secondary, attack this Bears passing defense is going to be at the linebacker position trying to get somebody matched up on a Danny Trevathan right now for the Bears who has not been playing up to the expectations that I think Chuck Pagano, the Bears defensive coordinator, and just Bears fans are used to seeing from him. And so what the Bears have been doing actually is taking him off the field and going to a big nickel package, bringing in another safety, Deion Bush, to compensate for his lack of coverage ability. So if I were the Colts, I'm attacking those linebackers, even Tess Roquan Smith, the Bears' 2018 first-round draft pick, because that's where I think the weakness is right now in this Bears' coverage ability because the secondary players, corners, the safeties are pretty playing pretty good football. Yeah, I know the Colts obviously have Mo Cox. They had Jack Doyle, who came back this last week. Didn't get a target, but he's healthy, so that's a great sign. And then Trey Burton may uh, be able to return for this game as well. I'm curious, do you think if Trey Burton comes back as well, uh, do you think he could potentially expose this Chicago linebacking core? You know, it's it's interesting with Trey Burton. I think it's so he's had such an up and down career in Chicago. You mentioned that first year was, you know, really well, but just the injuries plagued plagued him in his second season with Chicago. But I think again, if you can get him matched up with a Danny Trevathan, and they're gonna be familiar with each other. Obviously, having practiced for two years when Trey Burton was with Chicago, it's going to be an interesting matchup. I think it, it could favor in either way. Really, but I, I think for with Trey Burton, he was known for his route running ability, just being able to sit in the middle of a defense, maybe on those curl routes, get those easy completions. That's what he's known for with Trubisky when he was in Chicago. So I I won't give him the leg up, but I think that could be maybe an X factor in this game, whether a Danny Trevathan can completely cover a Trey Burton if he gives it a go, or if Trey Burton can um, just really exploit Dan Trevathan's coverage or lack of coverage ability. So it'll be a good matchup for sure. Okay, so how about this pass rushing group for Chicago? Obviously, we know Khalil Mack. He's one of the best pass rushers at the defensive end position. Uh, but what about this this entire defensive line as a whole? The Colts have one of the best offensive lines in football, especially at protecting the quarterback. They didn't allow a sack last week um, against the Jets. So what do you think the Colts need to do in order to neutralize Mack and neutralize some of these other Chicago pass rushers? Yeah, so I think the big thing to mitigate this Bears pass rush is to really get the ball out quickly. You can take away even the best edge rushers, the best pass rushers, if the ball is out of Phillip Rivers' hands. And I think the, the Colts could have an opportunity to do that. But really, if if it comes down to it, it, it might be Akeem Hicks right in the middle of, middle of this Bears defense that could have the most impact for this, this Bears pass rush because he's been on a tear. He's leading the team right now with three and a half sacks, has a sack in each of his first three games right now, most out of all the defensive linemen in football. So he has been having a really good bounce-back season. It's just been a force for whatever interior offensive lineman has to go for him. But I think the recipe for success for the Colts, if they want to have success on this Bear, against this Bears pass rush, Get the ball out of Phillip Rivers' hands quickly. You mentioned it. He's not a guy that's going to be mobile, get extending you know, plays outside of the pocket. So if you want to take Khalil Mack and Robert Quinn out of the equation, get the ball out. 
Okay, now let's talk about this Indianapolis Colts running game. The Colts right now, they're not the greatest running team in the world. Um, obviously, the Marlon Mack injury was significant. So the Colts are rolling with second-round pick this year, Jonathan Taylor. We know, um, and Jonathan Taylor has admitted it, it's going to take him a little bit of time to get fully acclimated to the NFL. But he's already had a 100-yard rushing game. He's been efficient. Last week, he had almost, he had four and a half yards per carry. Um, and the Bears... Uh, the Bears' rush defense isn't spectacular as well. Uh, they rank 17th right now, so kind of around the same area there. Um, they're allowing about 119 rushing yards per game. So I'm curious, what do the Colts need to do in order to exploit the Chicago uh, run defense? What do the Colts need to do in order to have success in the running attack? You know, honestly, Cody, this is going to be a pretty simple answer. They just actually have to run the ball. The Bears have not been able to really stop a lot of these offenses thus far. Adrian Peterson, week one for Detroit, I don't even know how old he is at this point, but he had a fantastic day against this Bears rushing defense. And it all stems back to Eddie Goldman, the Bears nose tackle, opting out before the season started. A lot of those issues with the Bears rushing defense have persisted because there hasn't been a true – nose tackle to really plug up those running lanes so if Indy wants to have success they just have to commit to the run and be strategic of when they're actually calling these run plays but the Bears haven't shown thus far through three games that they can officially stop a team from rushing the football and getting a good chunk of yards right now they're allowing 4.96 yards per carry this season that's number 27th in the NFL that's for Bears fans people who've been accustomed to watching this defense that's not right but without Eddie Goldman which has been a huge piece apparently to this Bears rushing defense it just isn't the same so for the Colts yeah for Taylor I obviously a rookie they just need to really commit to it I think if they do that there's going to be some opening there's going to be some lanes and these linebackers for the Bears very spotty. And going back to Trevathan a little bit, he's been a, a step slow. He had a better game against Atlanta uh, last week. But it's still something that when Bears fans are watching, where is number 59, Dan Trevathan? Is 58, Roquan Smith getting blocked because offensive linemen, once they get their hands on Roquan Smith, you can you could do what you want with him. So it's really up to that front, the front three, front four for the Bears, which haven't been doing their job. And if that's the case with an offensive line like the Colts, they could have a good day rushing against this Bears defense because, like I've said, they have proven up to this point that they can't stop a team from rushing. And if the, the Colts want to, you know, make that a part of their game plan, this would be the week to do it. Okay, and let's flip it over now to the Colts defense. Let's start with how the Colts defense can attack this Chicago passing offense. Obviously, Chicago decided to make the switch last game and now are starting Nick Foles, who the Colts know well. He was with Jacksonville last year. But right now, the, the passing offense isn't great for Chicago. They sit right now at 23 overall out of 32, so near the bottom half of the league. What do the Colts need to do with right now their number one pass defending defense? What do they need to do in order to slow down Nick Foles and to slow down, potentially shut down, uh, this Bears passing attack. Yeah, so I think the big thing, and just looking at how these Bears games have gone so far in terms of where the Bears like to score their points, it's really that fourth quarter. So if the Colts can lock down this Bears team in the fourth quarter, I think that's going to really help them be in a position to win this game. Right now, 
surprisingly, in the fourth quarter, the Bears are number one in the league, scoring 13.7 points per game in that fourth quarter. That's where these these comebacks are happening, what we saw against Atlanta. But for Nick Foles, he's not the athlete that Mitch Trubisky is. I think everyone knows that. So really it's going to be probably a similar kind of formula for stopping Phillip Rivers. If you can get that interior pressure right up the middle – Nick Foles is not going to be a guy that's going to escape and evade. He does have some good pocket mobility, but he's not going to get to the edge and go get, you know, a 10-yard gain. So that's going to be the key to stopping Nick Foles and just being able to, again, have a chance at stopping this Bears offense. And, look, if you could stop the fourth quarter from happening, those, those points that they've been accustomed to doing through three games so far, the Colts are going to be in a good position. And Nick Foles, this is only – that was only his first game, and he started midway through the third quarter. He's still, I think, trying to develop the timing with the receivers. And, look, it didn't really show in that four, in that, that game against Atlanta because he was throwing touchdown passes, scoring 20 points in that fourth quarter. But I think interior pressure, you get that on Nick Foles, that's really going to make life difficult for him. But it's going to be interesting how the Bears play at Matt Nagy, their head coach, with a full game. It's going to look – I think this offense is going to look – pretty different than what it did against Atlanta because they were in a position where they had to throw right now. I think the bears would like to run the ball a little bit more, but I think the Nick Foles you saw against Atlanta won't necessarily be the Nick Foles you'll see against the Indianapolis Colts because it's a clean slate going to the first quarter. We'll see how Matt Nagy kind of changes it up. But like I said, interior pressure is going to be key for stopping Nick Foles. All right, and let's move on now to the Bears' running attack. You mentioned the Bears um, have had some success in running the football. David Montgomery is the lead back there. Obviously, Tariq Cohen is out for the year with an ACL injury, which that is significant. But the Bears right now, they rank 11th overall in rushing yards per game. The Colts right now on defense are the fourth best against the run. So what do the Colts need to do in order to slow down Montgomery, slow down Cordell Patterson, who's another name? What do the Colts need to do overall to slow down this running attack for the Chicago Bears? Yeah, I think the big thing of what Atlanta was doing a fairly good job of was beating the offensive linemen to their spots. They, the Bears like to run an outside zone scheme, and then will hit you with an inside zone when they see those defenders kind of overcompensating and over-pursuing their rushing lanes, and David Montgomery being – Showing some more patience this year than he did last year is able to get some big runs, but that's going to be key for a guy like Darius Leonard, who's just a freak athlete. Um, if he could just play his gaps effectively and, and not over-pursue and just beat these offensive linemen to their spots, which the Bears weren't doing that good of a job of against Atlanta, look, the Colts defense will be in a position to stop David Montgomery, and it really is a big blow. You mentioned it with Tariq Cohen, not no longer being a part of the team because of that ACL injury. He was having a pretty good year up to this point, just running the football between the tackles, which you wouldn't think for a guy his size, but he was having some good gains. So you're going to see more David, obviously a lot more David Montgomery, but Cordell Patterson's a guy that if he gets a sliver of space and can get to that edge before that Colts defense can get there, we, we know about the speed with the Cordero Patterson. He can make big plays happen at any given moment. So it's really going to be, can this Colts defense play a little bit faster, beat the Bears offensive linemen to their spots? So you're giving David Montgomery no running lanes. He's a guy, though, 
loves to fight for those extra yards. So it's going to – it's usually not the first guy that takes him down. So it's going to be a team effort, I would assume, for the Colts to really bring him down and really stop him. All righty, Nick. So the last thing we're going to do, we do this with every single guest we have on. We got to do a score prediction time. So I'm curious for you, Nick, where do you think this game is going to go? I mean, the Bears right now 3-0, the Colts 2-1. and So both have started off the year pretty strong. Where do you see this game going, and what is your score prediction? Yeah, so with Nick Foles now at quarterback, I want to see what this this offense can really look like for the Bears throughout an entirety of a game and not just for the second half. And I think with the Colts, they, they played, just looking at the level of competition, they dominated the team that they were supposed to. And I think that's something that the Bears, you know, really they haven't done. They, the Falcons were a team that, they were beat down and they lost a bad one against against the Cowboys a week earlier. So it's a team that it depends on how the Bears actually start off. They know how to finish in that fourth quarter, but it really is about how they start off against the Indianapolis Colts, which is going to be their easily their toughest test this season. And I think it's not going to be as high scoring. The Bears are not dropping 30 on a defense like, like the Colts right now. They're playing, like I said, some good football, but Nick Foles, I think, is a little is a game changer. I really do believe that just because he can read a defense and actually diagnose what's going on and make the throw that is necessary as opposed to a Mitch Trubisky who just he struggled. And that's why he's now on the bench. But I'll give it a close one and I'll give it to the Bears that will remain undefeated and I'll have it twenty to seventeen Bears. And yeah, I'm curious uh, what you what you think about this game. Yeah, I think I agree with you, Nick. I, I really do. Um, I think it's going to be a low-scoring type of game. You mentioned the Colts are liking to run the football, um, and maybe we'll have some success doing that against this Bears defense. And so originally when I made this prediction, I thought this Bears defense was just going to be you know, top rank in every single category. But so far they've struggled in a couple different areas. So I, you know, originally I didn't really give the Colts much of a chance because you're going into Soldier Field. It's a hard place to win. The Bears probably have a really good defense um, overall. But, you know, kind of saying a little bit of the chinks in the armor a little bit. Um, I'm going to go, actually, with a Colts victory here. Very slim victory. And honestly, I was debating this could go back and forth here. But I'm going to go similar score to you. I'm going to go 23-20 to 20 Colts. I think there's going to be a few big plays that are allowed on both sides. And ultimately, I think it's going to come down to the final possession, whether that be, you know, offense driving down, kicking a field goal, or whether that be a defensive stand. I really think that's going to kind of be how it's going to go. I'd probably lean towards a defensive stand, quite honestly. So, uh, yeah, I think overall, I could, like I said, I could go either way. It could be 23-20 Bears, but I'm going to go 23-20 Colts. You know, I just kind of look at the opponents the last couple weeks. I know the level of competition hasn't necessarily been the greatest for the Colts, but they've gone and they've gone out and they've done exactly what they need to do. They've dominated the last two weeks. They kind of had a wake-up call from really that week one loss that nobody was really expecting. Um, the Colts have bounced back in a nice way. And just kind of looking at the Bears, you know, they're 3-0, and but I feel like it's kind of a very misleading 3-0 and at this point. I mean, they've made some kind of crazy comebacks, but we saw kind of last year in those one-possession games – you know, the Colts started off 5-2. and two. They were in a lot of one-possession games throughout the year last year. And then the second half kind of caught up to them a little bit. So I think maybe that's why I don't have as much confidence in the Bears because they haven't really come out and dominated anybody they played against. And they really haven't played against great, great competition either up to this point. So um, overall, uh, I really think that it's going to be a close game. I think it's going to be a good test for both these teams, kind of seeing where both of, they, both of them are at this point. But, uh, yeah, I'm going to go 23-20 Colts. So, uh, really could go either way, man. 
Yeah, and it's such a mixed bag. And uh, look, if there's a blowout that somehow happens either way, I think, Cody, both of us will be shocked by that, just given how both these teams have played the competition. So, yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. This is going to be that test for both teams to really prove to see what kind of team they are and where they can go from here. And, yeah, I'm I'm really looking forward to it. All right, Nick. Well, thank you, man, for coming on. Really appreciate it as always. And like I tell every single opponent that we have on here, good luck on Sunday, but not too much luck. (laughs) I appreciate it, man. Thanks for coming on. (laughs) Thank you so much for having me, Cody.